0: This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Priya Lakhani, OBE, founder and CEO of Century Tech. And we're here to discuss addressing tech's diversity dilemma. Why our business is struggling to retain diverse tech talent. Thank you for joining us, Priya.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Clayton.
0: You are most welcome. Tell us about your role as founder and CEO at Century Tech.
1: Gosh, uh, that's a a really big question. So my role, as simply as I can, Clayton, is that we've developed uh, an artificial intelligence technology. We've blended it with neuroscience and it's solving a key problem on the front line of education where we personalize education for every student and then provide real time insights to teachers. And so if you think about a classroom where you have a teacher and you've got You know, between 25 to 35 students sat in front of you. In some colleges, maybe 70 to 100 students sitting in front of you. How can you possibly differentiate for every single one of those students? And so by using non-generative AI, we personalise the course or the curriculum, the learning objectives. So that every student is given what they need to fill their gaps in knowledge, to stretch, to challenge them at the point of need. And then, you now I always say that the most important person in the classroom we always say is the student, right? The child in primary and secondary. Yeah, the most powerful person in the classroom is the teacher. And so we empower the teacher then with big data analysis to enable them to make those sort of timely targeted interventions. And so it's, you know, it's, it's a very kind of complex proprietary AI technology that we've built in the background, all headquartered here in London, but it's solving a sort of real need and a real problem on the front line of education.
0: Wiley Edge have commissioned a report, Diversity in Tech 2023. Mm. I know it's about 20, 30 pages, but what are the main findings or the key salient points for you from that report?
1: Yeah, I found this report really, really interesting uh, when I read it because it's really reflecting some of the views that I experienced as a chief exec of a tech company in London, a really exciting company to work in where we've grown as a business. You know, SMEs are huge employers and the growth of employment in SMEs is really where we have huge potential in the economy, but also some of the sort of whispers of other CEOs from SMEs, but also from big tech companies. And what the report actually highlights is there's lots of stats in the report that I think most people won't argue with, and they reflect what businesses are looking for in terms of candidates to be able to fill those roles, particularly in tech companies. This is about technology, but also, you know, Gen Z, that these graduates, um, formerly with students, they're now looking to go in the world of work. They're potentially excited by technology, although there are, there is sentiment in the report about what the perception is of technology. You know, is it a male-dominated sector? Uh, is it diverse? Um, But the key finding, Clayton, that I think is super interesting here is a dilemma, actually. And the dilemma is that you have young people who want to venture into the world of tech, right? And they're excited by technology. Many of them from the report want to go into big tech. And and I think what the report highlights is that actually there's so much opportunity, not just in big tech, where we've seen a bunch of layoffs uh, in the last year, but actually there's huge growth potential in SMEs. But then you have businesses themselves saying we're struggling to find the right employees we're struggling to grow and um, we're struggling to find the right sort of diverse talent there's lots of businesses that are really excitingly in the report and this is a huge factor of the report who have sort of DEI strategies that are working businesses that don't are actually the outliers but the dilemma there that I look at and I say is well hang on w- there are lots of people wanting to work In the sector they have the appropriate degrees so the report delves into university education and how many businesses look for university graduates they look for degrees Um, and that's really really interesting actually so i think any any hr professional should (laughs) seek the Wiley edge report and look at it straight away because it's really really fascinating from that context and how businesses are trying to widen the pool by not needing necessarily a degree what is that dilemma and where's the gap when actually you have two sets of individuals or organizations that are actually looking for each other. If they're looking for each other, why aren't they finding each other? And the gap is because of this skill set requirement. Businesses are saying, well, it's not just the sort of hard skills that we're looking for, but actually we also need those soft skills. I know as a CEO that it's very, very difficult with SMEs to look at entry level graduates and offer them sometimes the training and the nurturing to be able to then go into the business and be as productive as somebody who might have experience. So some businesses really want someone who can hit the ground running, but then you've got these very, very keen graduates. So, you know, Wiley Edge, they're producing this report saying, look, here is the dilemma. What's really interesting is that there is a solution, which is super exciting. And they actually provide that solution, right? They will give you a a graduate who always ready to hit the ground running. Excellent. And that can really, really help. I, I love, you know, that's really entrepreneurial. I think, actually, of the organisation, and innovative, because they've seen this problem in the market and this opportunity that needs to be filled. They understand that in this macroeconomic climate, Clayton, businesses are looking for individuals who they can grow with, but also who can be really, really productive in the workplace, right? There are huge challenges in the economy at the moment. and. There is a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is you want to, you, if you want to grow, if you want to hire talents where I think, you know, the big message from the report is also that it shouldn't just be about big tech. It should be about the wider technology. I mean, I think every business is a technology company. You know, they're kidding themselves if they think they're not a technology company in some form or another. And what they're saying is graduates should look wider. Businesses need to do more. But where you have that piece in the middle where skills are required, actually there is a training solution now where we can get graduates at the ready. Right. And I, and and so that's why I really love the report because it's highlighting the problems that frankly, every CEO knows about. It's not just a report highlighting problems.
0: How does the belief that candidates need a degree, which is is something that's been drilled into people from a top university at that, hinder diversity in the tech sector? Because not everybody can get into a top university and get a top degree. Yeah, I
1: think that's a perception. Well, I think it's just I think it's just businesses. You know, some businesses have said we want the degree, right? Some businesses solely re- they require the degree in order to in order to hire. What's fascinating from the surveys is that businesses are looking beyond the degree, right? So they're considering dropping the degree requirements. And that's, that's incredibly positive. So all that happens is that you're narrowing the pool when you have these requirements and the requirements that are actually not always necessary. There are businesses out there who are Innovating, if you like. I mean, I, you know, whether, whether you would call it innovative or not, it's just how can we widen the pool of candidates? How can we ensure that we get the right candidates uh, joining our business? How can we ensure that it is diverse? How can we encourage women? How can we ensure that we're not simply just, you know, seen as that sort of male dominated sector? Positively, they're potentially, you know, going to drop that requirement so that they can actually widen that pool of candidates. In the stats in the report, which is really, really interesting. So 27% of the businesses that they surveyed um, exclusively hire from top universities. Now, that might be a very traditional way of thinking, right? You know, that I'm going to go to Russell Group Universities and only hire from there, whereas actually we know that there are incredibly well-skilled, talented individuals from different parts of further education, higher education, apprentices, you know, vocational training. And so actually dropping that requirement and widening your pool is a sensible thing to do when you know that you need a diverse workforce right and then why do you know that i suppose is the big question well you know the report goes into this is what i quite like about it it's pretty holistic right so so why do you need that well actually when it comes to increasing productivity this is not something new ceos hear this on every panel and at every single event they've been to in the last decade that if you have a more diverse workforce you know you're far more likely to be successful you know here are all the statistics about that but what is also coming out of this report is quite interesting is that some businesses and this is and this this feels you know wrong to many of us uh you and i are from diverse backgrounds is that they feel that they might actually need to be more diverse because that helps them then attract a wider pool so they're sort of doing it for the wrong reason (laughs) do you see what i mean mean? But but actually if that ends up solving the problem and that that proves to people that look you're now more productive your products and services are now more reflective of what society needs and wants, right? If you're an engineering company, you know, you don't want a very sort of singular pool of talent developing your code and developing and engineering your technology because that's going to be one pool versus, a, you know, growth mindset. So, so it's it's bringing out all of these issues and I think it's going to encourage what do we need for businesses to do to change? Actually, the change management, the change in behaviour will often come easier when businesses can see that others are doing something, and what's really, really fantastic about this is that, you know, it says like 42% of businesses you know, have cut the number of roles requiring a degree to expand the talent pool. So when one other HR professionals, talent professionals look at that and say others are doing it, you know, should I? It's really, really encouraging.
0: The point I wanted to ask you was this: is that we talked and we've skirted around diversity. Key question for me mm. as a presenter here at podcast radio business. Why are so few African and African-Caribbean people in tech?
1: Oh, that's a hu- it's a huge question.
0: It's a massive question.
1: It's a massive question. So what's really interesting to look at, and there's always more work that I think companies can be doing, and that's what the report highlights, right? Uh, the, the report's interesting because as a solution, this particular company, w- Wiley Edge, has demonstrable success of actually having, uh, you know, representative backgrounds and diversity, right, the talent and the candidates that they put into businesses, you know, they have access to a really diverse pool, which is great, because then you're solving a lot of problems, right? If you're focused on productivity and bottom line, let's face it, right, you're a CEA, you're you're sitting there with your C-suite, and you're looking at your future ahead, you've got certain big strategic issues that you've got to solve. There's uncertainty in the economy. And yes, you want a really diverse talent pool and you understand all of the reasons why that's really important. And you've got a team working on that and they're recruiting on that. And you've got all these strategies coming in. At the moment, whether it's front or mind or not, and this is what the report is saying, it's not 100% front of mind in every CEO's mind that they need to have a DEI strategy and there's a really good reason to have it. and, and, And this is what they're doing, right? So there's more work to be done there for sure. And that's why I quite like the fact that there's a solution that can kind of do a lot of things for you and tick a lot of boxes in your mind for whatever reason you want to do that. But you asked why. I was reading another report. I knew I was going to be talking to you about this. And I was looking at you know what's the actual percentage of BAME? I don't know. I don't know what's appropriate in terms of terms to be using. And and it's always a bit controversial. So I want to be a bit careful about that. But there was a report um, that was looking at BAME. Um, I think you know, we, we yeah, say baby. Right? I'm drilling it and, down
0: a little bit to yeah, just African to and, uh, african, and yeah, african and african Yeah, and African and
1: Caribbean. And and I don't know the specific reason for African and Caribbean, but if I looked at that 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 one stat that I did look at, so it said that 20% of people in the UK have that background. And um it was from Tech Tech UK, I think. And then it said actually, across all businesses in all sectors, um, you don't get a 20% representation. Right. It's something like 11, 12%. But in tech, there's a sort of, a, you know, it's actually higher. So what's quite So I think we've got to be, we've got to be looking at the, the country and saying, well, what's the representation there in percentages? Right. And then is that a proportionate? Is, is it the same proportion in a particular sector right. with African and Caribbean? I don't know because I don't know the actual statistics of, of, of drilling it down. One thing I will tell you that's widely very difficult is tech talent in general. In a post-Brexit and post-COVID environment, we're finding it tough because we're competing against each other. Indeed, You know, all of these UK companies are sort of poaching from each other.
0: Why do 53% of Gen Z tech specialists prefer to work for the big tech companies?
1: Big tech. Yeah. And financial services was in the report, um, the second favoured sector. And what was fascinating was the second favoured sector was only by 16% of the respondents Whereas 53% of uh, workers said big tech, possibly because it's new, it's exciting, it's always in the news. What I would say to listeners, Gen Z, Gen Z listeners, I would say, look, the thing is, is that the SMEs and the tech companies that are not in, not big, big tech, and big tech's just as uncertain as as everything else, right? And and we've seen the number of of layoffs in the big tech sector. And I know that that's really exciting and it's always in the news. But actually, and particularly, I say this to the UK, the UK is full of entrepreneurs. We're an amazing country, right? We punch well above our weight as a a small, tiny island, right? So we are third in the world when it comes just third to the US and China, absolutely massive, massive countries. We are third in the world when it comes to sort of innovation, entrepreneurial AI, right? And, and AI is everywhere at the moment. Everyone's looking at, you know, open AI's GPT, technology, BARD, all the large language models. But actually AI, that's actually a small portion of AI. AI is absolutely huge. If you look at entrepreneurs in technology in the UK, and the UK has got a wonderful tech ecosystem as well, right? We're a fantastic country for technology companies because we have an, and this may not be as well understood by the graduates looking at this. The investment ecosystem for technology is brilliant. And that matters, right? Because if you're a startup entrepreneur and you want to create a technology company like I have done, you need an investment ecosystem to help you to build a company, to have all of these wonderful team members and employees so that you can go on and grow and and become really big and really exciting like big tech. The thing is, is that the problems that these tech companies are working on are super exciting. Every every tech company is working on solving a problem, whether that's a, a consumer problem in retail whether that's a healthcare problem for the NHS, whether that's an education problem, you know, in in my context at Century Tech, you get to actually be a larger cog in a smaller wheel. Mm -hmm. That is a fact, right? If you go into those companies, you get to learn on the ground, you know, it's not necessarily a, here is the role and your team has 300 people in it and you're in a wider kind of group of 4,000 people. You might be in a group of 20, you might be in a group of 100, you might be in a group of, maximum 800 to 1,000. You learn very, very quickly, you know, a recent graduate in those particular roles. So I understand generally why someone who's young, who's excited about technology might say, right, this is where I wanna go because what are they doing all day, Clayton, right? A lot of them are spending a lot of time on social media. They're spending time on the apps that are on their phones. They're spending time watching movies on Netflix. They're buying things from Amazon, like all of us are. So it's obvious, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's like, I I kind of, I'm I'm excited about these companies. These companies are really sexy to me. You know, these names are huge, right? But don't discount other technology. The other thing is is that once you secure those roles, you've you have armed yourself with this amazing skill set of you've got that kind of hardcore kind of education skill set, or you've learned that you've upskilled and reskilled yourselves on the way. You've organizations, you know, like Wiley Edge who are gonna army with all the soft skills. And so, you know, you've become the most desirable candidate on the planet. And you've done all of that work, which I'm pleased that I know everyone's going to do after this podcast. And um, so, you know, you, you gave it, the point is, is that you can spend a bit of time in these smaller companies and rise the ranks, possibly faster. Um, And then if big tech has always been the dream, well, that's, a lot more within reach, right? When you've got a few years of experience. So it, it can work either way. Um, but I just, I think there's that excitement factor essentially.
0: So in one sentence, what would be your solution to why businesses are struggling to retain diverse tech talent?
1: If if it has to be a short answer, what I would say is flip it round. What's more important is not why are you losing them? It's what are you going to do to keep them, right? Because Does, it doesn't it doesn't matter like that. The other the other stuff it matters to drill down why and then try and find the solution. But what what the report highlights to me more importantly is what are you doing about what what are you doing about it? And you need to do more if you can hire in the first place a diverse talent pool. If from the report, what was fascinating was Gen Z Gen Z, you know, respondent said I perceive tech as theme, as male dominated i perceive it as less if, if a, there's a if there's a, a pool of candidates saying i don't perceive you as right for me that's a problem okay so if you can solve that and then you can have reskilling programs so that the report goes into how many companies and businesses spend time and invest on reskilling candidates if you can invest in those programs so people feel invested in they feel like they want to stay. They can grow in companies. These, again, are going back to the first principles of just recruitment and retention. You'll retain the pool. You've got to work at it.
0: Our podcast radio business listeners always like to know where can they find more information about yourself at Century Tech and also about the report?
1: Yeah, sure. So Century Tech, Century.tech. It's really easy. Please do come and have a look um, and see what we're doing. And And if you think there are roles in there for you, then... That then, then do let us know. So if you've got some young graduates who are really, really keen. Um, I think the report is essential reading for, um, those in the talent, um, and recruitment sector, not only within businesses, but also, uh, recruiters that are recruiting for business, um, where they've got those retainers. I think, you know, read this. It's a fantastic conversation to have with, um, heads of talent within those companies that you're, you're retained by. Um, so Wiley Edge, is the organization that that produced this particular report. Um so I'd I'd look for it and and seek it out. It's um it, you know, it covers a lot of what you, you want to understand and just to search for it is diversity in tech report I've got it in front of me which is why I can sort of reel this off So <laughs> diversity because I'm I'm sent it to my team um so diversity in tech report uh, and it's a focus on Gen Z in 2023 and I, and I guess if you put that with Wiley Edge in a search engine it will pop up and and all the best in good luck and it's important work we all know that we have to work hard at it and so I look forward to seeing an increase in the positive numbers in the report over the next 12 to 18 months. Months. excellent yeah seeing seeing anything that we're not quite happy with decreasing
0: priya lakani obe founder and ceo of century tech thank you for joining us on podcast radio business thanks for having me you're most welcome